Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. It's a beautiful Monday morning here in the Black Hills of South Dakota. We are broadcasting live from our studio here at the Mustard Seed. <laughs> It's a really big room. It's not really a studio, is it, No, Brett? <laughs> no. It's much larger than a studio. Well, my name is Karen Gibbs, and I am here with my amazing co-host. Brett Eckert. And we, we're coming off of a, a really big high on the live drive. Yes. There's exciting news from the live drive. Yeah. I just, I just told Brett before we went on that our two hours of the live drive, that one of our hours was the highest hour of the whole live drive. It's worth celebrating. It is. And... Uh, just a little shout out because it got a little competitive uh, during the live drive as well. That uh, looks like the Rapid City Diocese was very well represented. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's very interesting when you actually go back and you look at the donations. I'll have you know that it really wasn't that much from the live from Rapid City, but you know, we must have charmed somebody. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe it was just the time that they had the availability to donate. Yeah, see, that's right. Probably not us, really. That's the truth. Truth comes out. Well, today here, we we have a great show planned for you today here from Rapid City. But first, Brett, will you lead us in prayer today on the Feast of St. Francis? Of course. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, uh, we come to you today thanking you for this beautiful day another day to be able to to worship you, to grow in communion with you, and to continue to transform our lives more towards your will. We ask, Lord, that as we go throughout our days, that we continue to strive to know you deeper, and to know you more, and to love you more, that we can then go and share your love with the world, and transform the culture and the world that we live in, that it resemble you, and we bring your kingdom values to this world. We thank you for this time we have together. Please bless us in our conversations today. As we pray, through the blessing of our Holy Mother, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Other exciting news is, boy, we got a full house this morning. We do. <laughs> It's a good thing this room is big. Our studio is full today. Yeah, it is. This is, the, I think, the most people we've had in, in the actual studio at one point in time, it almost feels like, other than during the live drive. We had another. We got five people sitting around a table this morning. Yeah. Well, do you want to go around the table and introduce them? Yeah. So uh, this morning, we've got uh, Monsignor uh, Michael Wooster. Up, uh, in, what parish are you at, Monsignor? Uh, St. Joseph's in Spearfish, also St. Paul in Belfouche, and we have the privilege of having Black Hills State University Newman Center. Oh, okay. And uh, we also got Father Jim uh, Herter from up in McLaughlin area. Um, and they're here joining us today um, to talk about uh, some ministries that are occurring here uh, in the Rapid City Diocese of both Courage and Encourage. Yeah, that's great. Well, before we get started, um, Monsignor, do you want to start us off and tell us um, what your role is in this ministry and maybe a little bit about yourself? 
Well, about myself, um, like my ministry or background? Or Just, yeah. Or, or both? Yeah. <laughs> so our listeners know who you are. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a ranch kid from South Dakota, out close to the Missouri River many years ago. And uh, did a couple of years uh, serving in our military during the Vietnam conflict. And out of that experience, I had a call to priesthood. And uh, I'm celebrating my 40th year this year. So Congratulations. That's a, that's a, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's wow. been a great run. Unbelievable how fast it's gone. Um, yes, I'm uh, the chaplain for a ministry called Encourage. And actually, it's derived from the ministry of Courage, which Father Jim will talk about, I'm sure, here in just a little bit. And uh, our ministry focuses upon family members of those who experience SSA, same-sex attraction. And we strive to uh, work with the family members so that they can work and give encouragement and support uh, to those persons who are in the Courage ministry. So I focus upon family members and Father, Father Jim, uh, who's been our chaplain for four years, he's been focusing on the actual individuals who experience same-sex attraction in themselves and who desire to live a powerful life in relationship to Christ Jesus. Thank you. That's beautiful. Father Jim, do you want to give us a brief introduction to you and tell us, um, Monsignor hinted at your role, but tell us a little bit more about your role in this sure, ministry. Sure, sure, sure. I'm, uh, I'm a priest up in, uh, on Standing Rock Reservation, uh, three parish churches up there, um, St. Bernard in McLaughlin, uh, St. Aloysius in Rock Creek Bullhead, and Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Kennel. And um, um, I've been a priest for 15 years. And uh, I love it. It's great. <laughs> it's, Jesus has blessed me in so many ways to have been a priest. Uh, and like Monsignor was just saying, I, I, um, I'm also, or I have been involved in courage. I'm, I'm the retired chaplain now. Uh, it feels weird to say that, retired. As of today. <laughs> Is it? As of today. Wow. Just retiring today. So I can only say a few things with authority, but yeah. <laughs> well, what a way to end your ministry, yeah. y your authority in the ministry by coming yeah. on the radio and sharing with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, Father Matt Falgren actually is the current chap okay. and he'll be speaking a little bit in a little bit so uh yeah. yeah it's good to be here with you guys thanks yeah okay so monsignor can you give us um so you said encourage is you would support the family members of the people who are in the courage ministry correct but it all starts with the courage ministry correct yeah uh courage ministry preceded encourage um and it wasn't too long where, after the Courage Ministry had been going on for a few years, that we recognized that there was a great need to support family members of those who have persons with same-sex attraction in their families. Uh, and so the two ministries are very closely related, very supportive of each other. Uh, but the Courage Ministry came first, going all the way back um, to 1980 in New York City. So it's been around quite a while. Uh, where um, the Encourage Ministry is much more recent than that. But uh, maybe, you know, you kind of asked what our background is, and maybe it'd be good to talk a little bit about the background 
of these two ministries in the Diocese of Rapid yes, City, please. which began four years ago. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to Father Jim, because he was very instrumental in helping uh, this ministry begin in our, in our territory. So, Jim, maybe sure. going all the way back to kind of your inspiration with the Presbyteral Council and how that developed. Sure. Um, well, is it? I'm just trying to think how long it's been since that it's been around. About four years, is it about? I think so. Yeah. Is it okay? So, uh, what happened, at least what I remember anyway, was that um, I was working in um, uh, faith uh, at St. Joseph mm -hmm. Catholic Church over there, and I remember paying paying pretty close attention to the media here and there. Uh, um, I, and I, I dip into that a lot just to try to get a sense of what's going on and then try to get a feel for what my parishioners might be picking up on and where vibes are coming from and uh, ideas for homilies and such. But I remember, uh, at least at that time, there was a lot of, a lot of talk about uh, LGBTQ type things in the, in the media. And, uh, I, and I, I just kind of noticed that uh, our diocese, or at least the area that I was in at that time, didn't really have anything to kind of offer. Um, I, when I would bring it up to people at, at the parish level or speak about that in a homily, it was almost as though that was something that really had nothing to do with anybody. Uh, and I, and I, I, knew, I knew differently. Um, so I thought, well... What's the, and I, I know this was the Holy Spirit. Uh, I kind of got a little push to say, well, what could we possibly do? And I don't think I really knew too much about courage at that time, but I just started to pay more attention more broadly to things that were in the church, and courage popped up. And I, I think what, what, what really spoke to me was that it... it, it, it came from the church's perspective on it because the media at least where I've ex what I've experienced from the media has a, a very different slant on same-sex attraction so it was it was encouraging <laughs> to to hear about what the church was teaching and to see that there was a ministry out there so anyway the diocese after I had mentioned it to a few people uh, encouraged us to to uh, get it started and Monsignor and I went to a a conference in Washington DC uh, not too long after that uh, to uh, and we, we, we were very impressed with what we saw while we were out there and uh, we brought it home and we started um, uh, having a few courage meetings in Rapid City and Monsignor was working with yeah. the courage yeah and I, <clears throat> I think uh, so so Jim he's being modest <laughs> father Jim uh, so he brought it to the attention of the Presbyterian Council in the diocese, and then what flowed from that was we invited in a Courage member and a chaplain and also a counselor uh, from the organization, and they did a presentation to all the priests in the diocese. And then coming out of that, the priests collectively said with the bishop, you know, that we really, we really need to explore this further. And so, yeah, so Father Jim and I kind of raised our hands. And, but I, I remember I was so moved by the testimony and the story of that courage minister. Um, you know, talk about courage, you know, and it was an individual gone through, you know, pretty rough journey, had lots, multiple relationships and so forth, and had some Catholic roots in the beginning. 
and said, you know, this, I'm not happy. This is, this is not, this is misery. And he kind of came home, found his way back to the church, and then, uh, uh, you know, found a new life as he began to integrate his same-sex attraction into who he was as a person, as a child of God. And I, we were just so touched by that. And, um, and just one other comment about then the, the seminar that we went in Washington, D.C. Uh, there's a couple of places where I've really felt like my priesthood was affirmed more than the other times. One of them is in the Focus Ministry, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. You go to the SEEK conference, hi, Father, hi, Monsignor, because uh, they just love their chaplains. But it was the same way, right, Jim? You know, Very much. In Washington, D.C.? Uh, these cur- these courage members just really love their chaplains. Their chaplains really care about them, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful ministry. It was probably one of the most Catholic experiences that I had. I mean, I was I was just kind of knocked down by the the beauty of the way the people that were were there at the conference, which was a lot of people that had have same sex attraction, who love their Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they weren't trying to. To make it say what they wanted it to say, they were allowing Catholicism to be Catholicism, and then they were participating in it, and they were, it was just so beautiful. Wow, that's, that is very beautiful. Uh, now, you said it came here to the Rapid City Diocese four years ago. Yes. Um, at that point, was there a lot of effort that you had to put in? I mean, obviously, the priests were on board, but... I mean, there was a lot that you guys had to establish and get going, but how soon after you brought it here were you able to start ministering to the people? Well, we, of course, we had to get uh, the word out on the street, and uh, so we did some organization with the support of the diocese and everything and, and work up contact information and then publish that both to the priests and to all the people. We had an article in the West River Catholic, and so people became aware of what the ministry is and it's present in our own midst. And um, that's that's kind of how it began. Matter of fact, I think we're with you today because we're kind of doing what we call a, a relaunch. We're a, a relaunch. And after a few years, you know, people have kind of forgot that this ministry is available to them. And so our goal today is to do a wonderful representation of this ministry in the diocese. Well, it sounds like a beautiful ministry, but we're going to have to take a bra- break. But when we come back, I want to talk about the goals of courage and dive into the actual uh, what it goes on and happens, you know, one-on-one or as a group or the details like that that maybe our listeners aren't aware of. So when we, we come back, we're going to speak some more with Monsignor and with Father. But first, I want to remind you that we are here live in Rapid City at the Mustard Seed Catholic Store. I am Karen Gibis, along with Brett Eckert, and we are so happy that you tuned in here on Monday, October 4th, Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, and when we come back, we will have more about courage and encourage ministries here in the Rapid City Diocese. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or 
make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. It is Monday, October 4th, and we are coming and broadcasting uh, from the beautiful Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, For all those listeners out there, remember to frequently attend and go to your local Catholic bookstore and support uh, the amazing work of spreading uh, just great gifts and great uh, resources for us to grow in our faith. Uh, So this morning we have a a great conversation going on right now talking about uh, the Courage and Encourage Ministries uh, here in Rapid City, South Dakota, in the Rapid City Diocese. Uh, We have uh, Monsignor Wooster and also uh, Father Jim Herter from uh, McLaughlin, and they're here uh, talking to us and and explaining their roles within uh, Courage and Encourage. Um, And as we were in the last break, uh, we we started talking about uh, just this idea of kind of helping to give a glimpse. So uh, I'm going to start with Monsignor Wooster. Can you give us a little glimpse? Because I think some Sometimes, um, even for faithful Catholics and uh, for those who maybe um, are wondering what the church's teaching is in, in regards to same-sex attraction, if you can give us a, a quick synopsis even. Sure. Well, you know, sometimes uh, uh, the church gets accused of being the people of the no, and actually we're people of the yes. Uh, and forgive me if I sound like a canon lawyer here for a minute or two, because I is one, <laughs> and, um, and everything. But yeah, the, the great gift of sexuality you know, in the creation of the human family, as we learn about in the story of Genesis, of course. Um, and the clarity that, uh, you know, the bond between Adam and Eve reflected in all of our families, all of our marriages, you know, has that high place of the gift and power of human sexuality. Um, this meant to do, as we say in canon law and, and church teaching, uh, rooted in reason and, and human nature. You know, the two primary values are unitive, that is to bond husband and wife into this relationship for entire lifetime, uh, to establish a 
getting a little fancy here, but Consortium Vitae, a partnership of the whole of life that is meant to sustain that unitive value uh, from the time of marriage until till death. And, uh, and also, of course, the pro procreative power, uh, the gift of children, you know, is, is fundamental uh, to that gift of sexuality. And so um, that's what the church proclaims uh, to, to all of us, and including uh, the members of Courage. Um, and, of course, someone who experiences same-sex attraction, they're, they've, they're within themselves are oriented to something that is different from that teaching of the church about sexuality and its place in, in, in marriage. So that can create, a, create great conflict and struggle as they try to understand the teaching of Christ and still uh, live according to the way Christ calls them to live. And, and that's fundament, fundamentally what the Ministry of Courage is about, is to support those people who really want to be disciples of Jesus like all of us. So courage is really orientated to, to help individuals who are who are having the same-sex attraction. So Father Jim uh, is actually the chap... Well, Former. Former chaplain, as of today, is now the former. But for the last four years, has been uh, very instrumental in this this ministry of courage. So, um, how does like what are the goals of courage, and and how do they go about helping individuals with same sex attraction? Well, they complement what what Monsignor was just talking about uh, beautifully. Uh, and 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 if you follow the five goals of courage, you're you're doing what the church teaches. So I'll just go through them real quick. Um, there's five of them, like you said, but. One, the first one is to live chaste lives in accordance with the Roman Catholic Church's teaching on homosexuality. You know, we're all called to live lives in, in a chaste way, you know, depending on our calling in life. Um, and for the person that has same-sex attraction, there's, there's no difference. Uh, just a different situation there. So chastity. Second one is to dedicate our entire lives to Christ through service to others by spiritual reading, prayer, meditation individual spiritual direction, frequent attendance at Mass, and the frequent reception of the sacraments of reconciliation and Holy Eucharist. We call that prayer and dedication. Again, you notice that that's no different than anybody else that's a Catholic, right? We're just being what we're called to be by Jesus. The third one is fellowship. To foster a spirit of fellowship in which we may share with one another our thoughts and experiences and so ensure that no one will have to face the problems of homosexuality alone. That's a big challenge because many times people that experience same-sex attraction can feel uh, on the outside and they don't have the support that they need. And by being with a group of other people that are struggling in the same way, we kind of get the ability, we kind of have the ability to lift each other up. Uh, and then the fourth one is support, to be mindful of the truth that chaste friendships are not only possible but necessary in a chaste Christian life and to encourage one another in forming and sustaining these friendships. So uh, again, chaste friendships, uh, a great place to, to meet other people that are uh, going through the same challenge. Uh, but then to have friendships, which are so important because that's, uh, that's of the heart and that, that, f that fills that need of people to uh, reach down at the deepest level of their being to reach out not just in their mind but in their heart where God lives. And then finally, to be a good example and role model, to live our lives that so we may serve as good examples to others. So those who belong to courage and I guess encourage too, you could say, are being good Catholics and that encourages the other ones that are in the group 
to also follow that same example. Well, I know. Uh, so I'll just kind of jump in. Like, what have been some of the fruits that you've been able to see? Because I think so much for me is when I hear stories. When I hear stories and I see how this is really, truly, this is a beautiful ministry, helps really help people live out the truth of the Catholic Church and the teaching of sexuality. Like, what what are things that you have seen that have just been beautiful fruits of this ministry? At least uh, as chaplain, and I have to add this a little bit at the beginning, part of the reason I think for the reboot of our courage ministry here is because I haven't had a chance to really get involved and dig into deep, dig into a deep uh, while I've been chaplain. Unfortunately, I've been pretty far away from the mm-hmm. diocese. I mean, the, the Black Hills area, which is, seems to be an area where there's a lot of folks that might participate. So one of the beautiful things about it starting up again is that we're going to be able to put some fresh emphasis on an area where people might be more willing to participate. But what I did experience with the folks that were able to show up uh, was just what those uh, those goals suggest. There was a lot of, I think, strengthening of, of the people's hearts. They, I think people can feel very alienated um, and, and nobody knows what's up with them, what's going on in their lives. And they kind of, sometimes if you don't have that support, you can pull back and feel like you're from somewhere else. And, and, and for that reason, it can, you can go to a very dark place very quickly. Uh, but I, I noticed that when those members that came in to participate were a part of the group and, and were able to share from their hearts, they'd be, it was like just a lot of joy was shared. I noticed that. It was good for me, too, as a chaplain, because um, before, I got in, before I got into this, my vocabulary and ability to, to speak about same-sex attraction and issues relating to it, I'm, by the way, I'm still learning about it a lot, uh, was given an opportunity to, to just to develop. And so I think I'm, I'm better, able to be a better priest and to help other people that are going through the same things right now, maybe at my parishes, uh, that might not be a part of Courage yet, but at least I can kind of guide them in that direction. Mm. So there's, it goes two ways. It's, it's the people that are involved and their families, and then also for me as a priest so that I can reach others uh, in, in my parishes. Mm. And that's beautiful. Um, so now, obviously, we have courage for individuals who are suffering from same-sex attraction. Um, but then also we have the Encourage Ministry, which is uh, kind of under your tutelage, uh, Monsignor Wooster. And... Um, how can we help support families either with this ministry uh, when, I mean, we all hear the stories of how somebody will come forward and, and they'll tell their parents, they're like, yeah, I'm suffering from this. And, like, how do we help the parents sometimes in those situations? Because I know it's also hard for parents as well. Yes, no, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, and before responding to that question, um, lest we forget to do so, I just want to mention that part of our team, too, is Sister Samantha Shamley. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's our intake coordinator, so when people contact by phone especially or are through our website or what have you, you know, the first person they will kind of be working with is sister. And she's got a compassionate heart, a great listening ear, you know, and her fundamental role is to kind of hear what the need is and then do appropriate referral to either the encouraged chaplain or the courage chaplain. But uh, in response to your question, um, so... Yes. Um, I mean, as parents and as priests, you know, we can all imagine that if a young person, 
18, 19, 20 years old, uh, you know, reveals to the family that they have a same-sex attraction. There's all kinds of emotional responses mm -hmm. to that. Uh, and, you know, so what Encourage seeks to do is to support the family in that response so the response is not ultimately some, something of rejection or total confusion or not knowing how to respond uh, to their family member, but, but to respond as Christ would respond and to, uh, you know, care for them, uh, gain deeper understanding of what, what same-sex attraction is all about, and without condoning necessarily the sexual behavior that can be associated with that, to support them in the direction of continual growth and holiness, which is true for all of God's people and all the children of, of, of God. Great. Um, so if somebody, if someone is suffering from this or they need the referral for um, family members, like how do they get in contact with Sister Samantha, as you said, was the primary contact. How do they get in contact with them? Uh, we'll provide some information for for that um, in a little bit, but just to speak a little bit more, and maybe I know we're coming up to a hard break, uh, maybe continue briefly with it after the break, but um, yeah, maybe, Jim, why don't you go ahead and give that information, because I know we're coming up. Sure, break, But sure. I would like to talk a little bit more about them. Uh, we've got a, a, um, an email address here. Uh, courage at D-I-O-R-C dot org for those uh, that are interested in finding out a little bit more about courage. Courage, the word courage, right? C-O-U-R-A-G-E at D-I-O-R-C dot org. And then for those interested in participating in Encourage, that's E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E at D-I-O-R-C dot org. And then we've got a, uh, a phone dedicated to Courage too. Now this was not the, the case in the past, but now we do. 605-787-3837. Uh, and Sister Samantha is the one that mans that phone <laughs> and uh, guides people to the right people. Great. Well, thank you for that. And we will give that information out again um, in the second half hour. And we're going to continue this discussion about courage and encourage. We're also going to uh, meet up with uh, the new chaplain for... <laughs> The, the, we're we're going to keep the retired chaplain on, and we're going to meet the new chaplain, and we're going to continue this discussion with Monsignor, uh, Father Jim, and Father Matt Falgren when we come back from this break. Thank you for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 